uh, we're, we're getting ready for another kind of great adventure in our church as we're getting near to the, the launch of our life groups, our, our fall semester of life groups. And so I thought this morning would be a good opportunity to kind of just take some time and highlight the whole, um, the whole thing about life groups, what they are, why we do them, and why they matter, and how they work, and all of that. And, and uh, if, if you like what you hear, I would invite you afterwards to just uh, sign up, and uh, there'll be opportunity to do that and get plugged in before you leave here this morning. So if you have been around, you probably know from, from day one when we started this church 20 years ago, um, Groups have always been at the heart of how we chose to do church here at Lakeview Community Church. Not just big groups, um, but small groups. And, and many of you have been a part of a group, a life group or some kind of group. Anyone, just raise your hand if you've been a part of a life group in the past in some way. Yeah, a lot of people have been a part of a life group. Um, and so you know to a certain extent how it works, the nuts and bolts and all that. But I know we've had a lot of growth over the past year or so, and maybe you're here and you're new and you're wondering, what is this life group thing I'm hearing about? What is it all about? Um, maybe you're interested, but you want to know what you might be getting yourself into, or, or sometimes, you know, maybe you've come from another church experience and you joined a group there and it didn't go so well for whatever reason. Um, you know, we probably could all share our our, our stories, our horror stories of going to something and, you know, it didn't go so well for whatever reason. Maybe the leader was a little freaky or, or just, you know, pried a little bit too much into your private life or there was that, um, that desperate guy trying to get a date, right? Um, so, uh, so all of those things are realities. So I figured let's just take some time, walk through some of the specifics. How do we do it here and why? So I guess I'll start off by just this uh, simple definition, defining what, what is a life group. And we would dis- define it as a, an intentional gathering of between 5 and 12 people who meet together regularly on an ongoing basis for the purpose of personal and spiritual growth. So um, that's basically the, uh, the definition. Um, these groups typically meet all kinds of locations. Um, a lot of them live in, they meet in people's living rooms. Um, others meet in a room right here at the church. And some will even meet at like a Starbucks at a table or a Dunkin' Donuts. Um, and, uh, you know, the location varies. The, the, um, the groups also run seasonally. Seasonally? Yes, seasonally. So, so we're about to launch our fall semester. It's going to start at the end of September. And it's going to run for 10 weeks. Uh, that takes us right to the first week of December. And that's when people's schedules start getting really busy. Holidays coming up. So we take a break uh, for, th- for the second part of December. And then after the holidays are over, when the new year comes in January, we start it back up again. Winter semester that goes right till about Easter. And then we take a short break for Easter and then do the spring semester, uh, which goes right to the beginning of June. And so that's kind of the way that we run them. Um, and, and then after the what is the why. Why would it be so important to get people together in groups, in smaller groups? And, and the reason to be, really just put it simply, is, is relationships. 
Uh, relationships matter, and life groups are designed to help foster relationships, specifically Christ-centered relationships that encourage personal and spiritual growth. That's, that's the point. Um, oftentimes what you hear around Lakeview is that it's a springboard for, for doing life together. Doing life together is something you hear a lot around our church um, because God designed us to live in relationship. Um, the biblical basis goes all the way back to Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, where it says God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So we're created in the image of a relational God. And from eternity past, our God, before humanity ever existed, he, he existed in perfect relationship uh, between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's, it's a mystery that we call the Trinity. And, and so since we've been made in his image, we as well are created for connection. We're created for community. We need relationships. And maybe you've heard that uh, a perfectly healthy baby who's left in the hospital, well-fed, but without human touch, without interaction, that baby will, will die. Um, disconnection doesn't work. It's not part of our DNA as what it means to be human. And, uh, you know, we're all kind of looking back on this past season of COVID. And, you know, if it taught us anything, right, it's taught us that isolation has consequences, right? And, and most of them are not good. And you could have figured that out from the first page of the Bible, right? Genesis chapter 2, it says it is not good for man to be alone, and so um, we are created for connection, um, both to God and to others. In fact, the very first byproduct of sin, when sin entered the world in the Garden of Eden after Adam and Eve ate the fruit, um, the first consequence was isolation, if you remember that. They, they hid. They hid from God. They put on fig leaves. They hid from each other. And, and that's what sin does. It alienates people from God, and it separates us from each other. I heard it recently described as sin will have a man alone. It demands that man, that person. The, the more we engage in sin, the more isolated we become. And so it would just make sense that, uh, that this redeeming work that Jesus did, this kingdom that he came to bring and establish, uh, that it would work in a way that would bring people away from isolation into community, into connection. And so relationships are a big part of God's redeemed community, this thing that we call church. And, and that's why when you look in the Bible— you find that there's no such thing as a Lone Ranger Christian, right? And, and so sometimes I come across people, I don't really belong to a church, I'm just a Christian. I belong to Jesus. And I kind of think like, yeah, you know, that's kind of like saying, I'm a football player, but I don't belong to a team. It's just, it's not possible. It's one and the other. There's no way to follow Jesus and be disconnected from his people, um, and when we talk about church, um, you guys know we're not talking about a building. We're not talking about a place. We're, we're talking about a people. God uses people. He uses community and that connection to build us up in ways that uh, just can't happen when we're on our own. 
You know, even when we've got like the best podcast pastors that we're listening to and we're working through the the finest doctrinal books, we're still missing out on so much. Uh, In the New Testament, there's over over 50 one another commands, instructions, um, care for one another. There actually, a few of them are here behind me, uh, bear with one another, honor one another, forgive one another. There's, I think, 59 in total. Uh, But this is just highlighting that this is the way God's maturing work happens in our lives. Because, in case you don't know, God doesn't just zap you with patience. Like, you don't just suddenly become a patient person. Bam, I got patience. No, we, we cultivate patience when... When we're in challenging situations, when our patience is being tried by someone, and, and the same applies to forgiveness, right? Forgiveness is one of those core values of the Christian life, and how do you, how do you cultivate forgiveness? It's, it's, when, it's when you've been wronged by someone, and, and then you learn how to forgive. You grow in forgiveness, and it's just there's so much of what God wants to build up in our lives to make us more like His Son— It happens together in the context of community and doing life with others. And that kind of gets to the big challenge of the whole issue, which is that relationships take time. They're they're an investment. And and finding time is one of the biggest challenges for people in this part of the world, at least, where we live in. We're busy, right? We're overscheduled. We've got stuff to do, people to see, places to go. And, And the trend is that the older you get, the less likely you are to have friends. We, instead of having friends, we, we settle for acquaintances. And, you know, these are people that we are friendly with, and we kind of shoot the breeze with them, right? Talk about the weather and, and the game and, you know, how the Yankees are doing. But there's no actual connection. There's no interaction that's in any, any way meaningful or, or, or deep or actually getting to the heart of things that we're actually wrestling through. And so that's one of the reasons why we just put this structure together that would help foster that. And we just call it life groups. Um, Not just to fill up another, you know, event on the calendar for people to take part in over the week, but because we need to be intentional about these kind of things, cultivating deeper, God-honoring, relational connections. Um, and, And that happens to a certain extent on a Sunday morning, but it can't all happen on a Sunday morning, right? When we get together like now we're doing um, and we're worshiping together and we're singing together and, and we're learning from God's word together and, and that's great. But, uh, you know, afterwards we've got the coffee and the table out there and there's some great conversations that take place sometimes. But, but a lot of times it's more just the, the exception than it is the rule. It kind of happens um, spontaneously, but oftentimes it doesn't happen And it doesn't mean that there's something lacking. It's just that what God wants to do in our lives is likely going to take more than just an hour and a half on a Sunday morning. Sunday morning is a great start. It's a great foundation to build off of, but it's the start line and maybe it's not the finish line Um, because it just can't happen on a Sunday morning. So that's where uh, what we call life groups come in to help cultivate deeper connection. And, um, you know, we say up front, there is an investment involved. Um, there may be other things that you won't be able to do that you have to say no to, but, 
But I think, um, and I think we found that it's a, it's a relationship, it's an investment that's worth making because there's a great return on it. When they're running right, that connection leads to growth. Uh, men and women come home and they're, they're encouraged, they're built up, they're prayed over, and they're empowered and equipped to be better husbands and wives, fathers and mothers, leaders in their home and in their workplace. And people have a safe place to, to ask questions, to, to work through the things that they may not understand yet because you may have noticed that um, there are times when this faith walk, it gets a little complicated. And, and sometimes we, we wrestle with things. We have questions. With, we hear something on a Sunday, and we're not quite sure, how do we put this into practice on a Monday, right? And, and sometimes we're just confused, or we have just questions. And, you know, most of the time, I want to say all of the time, you can't raise your hand on a Sunday morning and say, hey, pastor, I'm not quite sure I got what you're talking about. Could you repeat that? Um, but what you need to know is that that happens every week in our life groups. They, they get together and they, they talk about the things. They, they wrestle through the things. They do what it takes to build up a, an authentic and a living faith. We also have life groups because of this reality that there are times when we all get stuck in our walk with the Lord. Uh, we get stuck for all kinds of reasons. Maybe it's because we're just angry and we can't get over something. Or because we're having a hard time forgiving someone. Or because we've got some kind of burden that we're carrying around. Or maybe it's just a sin issue that we're just unwilling to, to drop and let go of. And, and, and life groups are places to get unstuck. And, and, and by that, it means that they're a safe place to to unpack some of the baggage that we're carrying around, uh, some of the messiness that comes with life, and, and find the support, find the encouragement, and find the challenge uh, that's needed from other people in community. And, and the, it, they are also there for the challenge. Proverbs uh, twenty-seven seventeen says, As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. And that kind of just highlights this reality that we all know, right? That if we are left to ourselves on our own, we will get dull. We get lazy. We get lax. We, we just stop taking steps forward with the Lord in spiritual growth. And, and, and we end up oftentimes just surrounding ourselves with just cheerleaders. Like, you know, you know cheerleaders, like, they're just going to agree with me with whatever I'm doing and just say, yeah, you're right. Of course you should do that. Who could ever question you about that? Now, now we all need cheerleaders. I'm not dissing the cheerleader uh, friends that we have. But we also need challenge leaders in our lives, right? People who will call out those things that need to be called out. People who will challenge us to take steps forward. And people who are willing to speak the truth in love and pour that into our lives. And that's what life groups do. Um, they're a place for loving accountability to take place. So I hope through that you can kind of see and get a, get a vision for the, the, the return on investment. Um, the goal is really to grow. It's spiritual growth, growing together in the Lord. And, and these groups are just a platform for that to happen. 
to facilitate that. So, so, so let me go through a little bit of the model that we base our groups on. And I do want to say that um, there are a variety of different curriculums um, that our life groups follow. And that's something new that we're talking about this, this semester, this year in particular. We're going to get to that. Uh, but, but regardless of what the content is, all of our groups follow... Um, some very basic, similar core values. Um, and these are values that are taken directly from Scripture. Um, and you could see them even from, from Jesus, who, who formed maybe the first small group when he gathered his 12 disciples around him, and he called them to be with him. Um, the invitation was, was to learn how to do life from him, and it was an invitation uh, not just to learn content, right, and information, but to, to do life together with him. And those disciples, they went on and they, they started the church. Um, the book of Acts, if you have your Bible, you can open it up to Acts and read the whole story, the account of how this church thing started. Um, very unlikely, it never should have happened, but uh, thanks to the amazing work of the Holy Spirit, it did happen. And it shows how people came to faith in Jesus, and they have formed this new community that's described in Acts 2, uh, 42 to 47. And here's what it says. It says that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. And that's just this beautiful snapshot of of what Christian community looks like, how it works, what they had in common, what the, what the byproduct was. And, and we can unpack some of the core values here. Um, the first is that it says they, they, they devoted themselves. Uh, and that's emphasized there, the idea that there was an intentionality and a commitment to it. And devotion means that this is something they, they built their lives around. Um, it wasn't like what happened after everything else was done. It was, it was one of those things that everything else happens around it. Um, and that may, that may sound kind of extreme, um, but uh, as I've said oftentimes, if you've been around, you've heard this, we are all fully devoted, every single one of us. The, the question is, what am I devoted to? That's the only question. We are all completely committed and I can remember way back to like, I don't know, it was the second season of American Idol, but this guy Ruben won, and he was, uh, you know, like a big deal, doing great, and they was, he was going to do this concert in Manhattan, and, uh, you know, I turned on the TV to watch it, and it just so happened that that morning, it was like raining crazy, thunder, lightning, and you name it, but they decided we're still going forward with this concert, and uh, they did... They did it even though it was coming down in buckets. Um, But there in the middle of this downpour were thousands, not hundreds, thousands of people who were going to be there to see Reuben play. They were completely devoted to seeing a show. And uh, it's just an example to me that we are all fully committed 
to what it is that we, we value, what we say matters to us. And so the challenge is always to ask ourselves, what am I devoted to? Um, do my priorities line up and reflect God's priorities for my life? And um, having been parents who have seen kids through activities and sports programs, I will tell you that um, firsthand, most sports teams require more commitment from the children's parents than most churches do. That, that's, that's, this, is, this is the world that we, this is our culture, and this is something that we have had to wrestle with as, you know, thank God our parents, our, our, our kids are out of the school system now, but man, that was an ongoing struggle uh, for us, wrestling through this, and, um, you know, at one point we just decided we're going to we're going to at least let the coach know that Sunday mornings are important for us, that we have priorities in our lives. And, you know, you don't know until you ask, right? And so uh, one of our coaches says, you know what, I'm going to try to plan our games after one o'clock on Sunday afternoons. And he did that because he knew that church was a priority to us. And um, the overall idea is that we become what we are continually committed to. And spiritual growth is it's a long obedience in the same direction. That's what Eugene, how, how Eugene Peterson describes it. So devotion was the one. The second uh, core value is, is the apostles' teaching. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, which to us has come down, it's been handed down to us in the form of the Holy Scriptures, the Word of God. It's described in, in the Bible as being the sword of the Holy Spirit that, that, that the Holy Spirit uses to transform our lives. Hebrews 4.12 says it's sharper than any two-edged sword, that it penetrates down to the depth, separating even bone from marrow. And uh, the idea is that if change and growth is a priority, then this book is going to be central. And, um, and we keep... The Bible's central to all that we do. God's Word is central. And what we don't do here at Lakeview is make these false dichotomies between the Holy Spirit and the Holy Scriptures as if they are somehow opposed to one another. Um, the Holy Scriptures are the sword of the Holy Spirit, and so we keep them hand in hand. Um, and every group, there'll be an aspect of taking God's Word out in some way. And uh, not just hearing it, but doing it. In James 1.22, it says, do not only listen to the word and so deceive yourselves, but do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. And that's just a challenge there. You know, it's easy to just hear something and be like, yeah, I agree with that. Yep, yep, I got it. I got that. But it's not what we agree with. It's what we are actually putting into practice. And for so many of us, the challenge is not that we don't know enough. The challenge is that we don't do enough with what we already know. And so there's this gap um, between what we know in our heads and what we actually put into practice in our lives. And, and life groups, they're just a place to help us bridge that gap. Um, the third key 
Uh, the third core value of this community is fellowship, that they devoted themselves to the fellowship. And that means that they were, they were involved in each other's lives. There was a connection, a real relational connection. They weren't just islands unto themselves. They were, they were doing life together. And so life groups, they, they do and have historically over the course of time just helped form deep bonds of connection between people. Now, we can't connect with everyone here on a Sunday morning, right? But we can connect with a few. And uh, that's what happens in different groups. They, they celebrate the good things that are going on. They, they're, they're there for each other through the difficult times. They, they come alongside each other like an extended family. And uh, we've just, we've seen that happen in so many wonderful ways that it's like, you know, many of our life groups, they, they, they do holidays together. And, uh, you know, they, they go to their kids' weddings together. And uh, these, are the, these are the kind of things we've seen. What, and it's a blessing as a pastor to see that kind of stuff uh, take, hap- take place. It also talks about the breaking of bread. And that just means they, they ate together, which is always a good thing. It, core value of the early church, core value of Lakeview Community Church, right? If you are here, you know that we love food, um, and there is something about eating a meal together that paves the way for relationships, uh, opens the door. And so, um, and so in, our, in our groups, food is typically a core value. Um, and so if you are a part of a group, you know, you may be called on to bake some banana bread, and bring it with you, something to share. It's good stuff, and it's right there in the Bible. It's biblical. Um, and then uh, lastly, it says they, they prayed. Uh, prayer was a priority in the early church, and it's not just that they prayed when they met corporately together, but they also gathered in each other's homes, and they prayed together throughout the week. And so you, you may have noticed we don't oftentimes have this ongoing corporate weekly prayer time, but we do have many of them. Um, they're set up in different living rooms and, and places all over the region, and, and every week our, our groups make the time to, to pray together, uh, praying for God to do in each other's lives what God can only do. And, uh, and I've always challenged our groups, and I'll say it now even though we're a couple of weeks away, as you pray in your groups to direct your prayers to the things that you're wrestling through in your group. And so, you know, oftentimes when it comes for, okay, what are the prayer requests? Well, you know, my Aunt Millie's big toe's got a bunion. Can we pray for her? And, you know, okay, yes, that's good. There's a time and a place for that. But, But aligning our prayers around what is it that God is doing here? What is he growing? And what are we challenged to put into practice? Do that. So that's, that's the framework, and, um, and so this year in particular, um, for those of you who have been involved at our church for an extended period of time, you know that in the past, most of our life groups have been focused in on um, sermon-based life groups. And so come the end of September, you will see the insert in the bulletin that has the intersect, that has fill-in-the-blanks and questions for discussions and stuff like that. So that's been kind of our exclusive paradigm. Um, But what we are trying intentionally to do this year is really is to tap into people's passions. What has God put a passion on your heart to connect over? um, And what is it? And then how can we help just encourage that? 
uh, just build that up and empower that. And so we've done that over the course of the summer. Um, and so this year we have a combination of sermon-based life groups, and we also have a few other groups. And so what I want to do at this point is just um, invite our life group leaders to come up and, uh, first of all, so you can get to know them a little bit, so you can put a face to a name, and, uh, and then let them just give a little bit of a, um, just a spiel, I guess, a, a one-minute spiel on, on what their group is about or what it is that kind of gave them the passion to do um, to start this group, come on up, guys. I know I'm waiting for you. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and so you can kind of just get a sense for, for what's going on. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, really excited. You should have got on your bulletin here on the back. There's a schedule of, of different groups that are going on. And um, Diane's going to go first because she just said she wanted to. So, no. <laughs> All right. So, um, so no, I want to start actually with uh, a couple of our groups that have been around for a while. And, um, and uh, I got to tell you, Sharon and Ciro DiDio here have just been so solid in our life group ministry. And when we started our life group signups and we kind of said, we're doing a new system, we want to have everyone sign up. Their entire group from the past that's met over the summer, they've already had picnics and all that, you're, everyone like, signed up for it. And uh, so they're doing something really, really good. So um, just take a moment and uh, tell us when your group meets, where it meets, and anything that would kind of describe your group. Um, most of our life group is here this morning. Um, we meet on Thursday nights around 7 o'clock. We meet here in the prayer room. Uh, basically because it's a central location for our life group. And uh, I, th- I, I can't speak for other life groups, but our life group, I think, is a little unique. We just don't meet on Thursdays. Mm. Um, we pray for each other. We hold each other up. Our, our life group is a safe place. You can say whatever you want. It never leaves the room. Uh, we communicate through the week a lot by texting, praying for each other. Most of that goes through my wife. She handles all of that stuff. She sends out the emails and stuff. But uh, we, we're we kind of a little family. Um, we've grown to love each other over the years and brothers and sisters in the Lord. And we, uh, we deal with life together. Um, life's a mess. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people are struggling. Everybody has a story. Um, we share with each other. And we also... Um, Praise God for the good things that he does in our lives. So, Amen. I, I just love the, the guys and girls in our life group. Wonderful. Yes, thank you. And uh, there's room for more, right? Okay, so if you are open and free on a Thursday night, um, that is the group to, uh, to check out. Felix and Ella have had a group at their house that's also been longstanding. And uh, tell us a little bit about that group. Yeah, we, we meet at um, 113 Minor Road, which is where we live. Uh, we have grown from a few members to a very large group. <laughs> so um, this year, we want to continue what we have do- we've been doing, uh, which is just praying for each other, just like uh, what my brother here said. Uh, we lift up each other. We, we pray for each other. If there are prayer requests, we, 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 we pray over those uh, issues. And uh, we have fun. We do a lot of food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
careful this group, so we, uh, we... You will eat well at Felix's group. We've been a part of it in the past, and the bread in particular is really good yes. every week. So we very much into food. We, we share our favorite dishes together, and uh, we just pray and love, love on each other. That's, that's basically what we do. So uh, we have about 10 or 12 people signed up already, so we are looking forward to starting this, uh, this semester. So. Wonderful. So, if yes. There, yes, and that is on Thursday nights as well? Yeah, no, Tuesday. Tuesday nights, yeah. Tuesday is nights. it Tuesday? <laughs> yes, Tuesday. Yes. Okay, great. And uh, um, you know what? I'll just have you go. That's fine. Yeah, and I'll just kind of, this, um, Jay has, uh, has kind of fills that category of what is the passion God's laid on your heart and how can we equip and enable that? And so we have in the past have life groups and life classes, and this is kind of fitting into a life class kind of format. So share, share your heart. Good morning, everybody. So uh, as I mentioned last week from up here, we're going to begin a, a Great Commission Living life class. We're going to do it right here on Sunday mornings, uh, probably around 9 o'clock. It's going to start October 8th. And, and what it's going to be is, uh, I think, one of the greatest uh, frustrations for, for our brothers and sisters in Christ as Christians is, is uh, how do we be a more effective witness? How do we share our faith uh, in, a, in a meaningful way and impact those around us? So what we're going to do, it's going to kind of happen organically. We'll, you know, the first day we'll kind of take the temperature of what's going on. I'm sure God's going to raise people up uh, during this season as well. But uh, we want to put some tools in the toolbox. We're going to hear a lot of stories. We're going to uh, share testimonies, but we're, we're going to dig into the Word. We're going to kind of unpack a lot of things and, and discuss uh, how we can be that light and how we can be effective uh, in our everyday circle of influence. So it's, I think it's going to be a great time. Looking forward to it and uh, look forward to spending some time with you. It's a wonderful thing. And I, I will also just say Jay has a very... Um passionate gift of evangelism. So it's one thing to be, um, you know, bringing the presence of Jesus, but it's another thing to take that next step and actually talk to someone and get them to a place of decision. And Jay has an incredible ministry of that, so we're learning, looking forward to learning more. And if you would like to learn more about what that looks like, uh, please uh, take part in that Sunday mornings. Okay. Diane. Hi. Um, so our uh, group is Women in the Word Together. It is once a month on Saturday. So this is a little bit different than the weekly um, life groups and life classes. This is an opportunity for women to come. Um, we look into the Bible. Many uh, people have their Bible and they have no idea how to read it. And taking a scripture and you come away really understanding God is speaking to you through his word and a way for us to do that. So it's pretty casual. Um, it is once a month. Many women that come are also involved in another life group, but it is once a month on Saturdays at 10 o'clock um, right out here and really excited to have you all. All right. Thank you. Yes. Then. Hi, everybody. Um, as a offshoot of Women in the Word that, w that only meets once a month, we're going to be offering on every Thursday night a study of the Armor of God, which has uh, video teachings by Priscilla Schreier. And I'm going to be leading that along with Joy Griffin, who is in one of the classrooms right now. But we're going to be leading that every Thursday night. And um, it's only a seven-week study. And hopefully, if it goes well, we can offer another study, um, maybe not by Priscilla Schreier, but somebody else in the future. 
And if you don't know what the armor of God is, you should definitely check into it. And I know I put it on every morning and every afternoon and every night and so <laughs> on and so on. And I hope to see some of you there. Excellent. Thursdays. Okay. Yeah, Thursday night. Here. Thursday night's here. Two life groups meeting here on Thursday nights. Yes. Okay. Um, this is Bonnie, uh, Bonnie and Brian. Um, we have a life group that was going to start meeting uh, Monday nights at, uh, I'm going to call you out, PJ. PJ's uh, the Gerkhart's house, um, which is in, off of Miller Hill exit on the Taconic. Um, Southern Duchess, right? Yeah, Southern Duchess. Um, yeah, we've gotten to know a lot of people through life groups, not a long-standing one, but we've done a bunch of different life groups with a bunch of people, which has allowed us to make love, great, great connections, um, really establish and take that concept from church to family and really transform that, um, like uh, Ciro and Sharon said. Um, yeah, we just get together, uh, nosh on some food, as my wife would say, um, go through the sermon. It's a sermon-based one. Uh, and get to know each other, pray over each other, challenge each other, and just, uh, like I said, do life together and, and just make some real deep connections. And um, even, you know, we go to each other's kids' events, support each other, um, just have a fun time, game nights, whatnot, you know. Yes. So anything else? I was just going to say, I think for me, life groups have been like, my brain is always going. And so I can come here on Sunday morning, but then as soon as I leave, my brain's still going, but it's on to the next thing. And so life groups have been really helpful because I don't pause well. And so it makes me pause, one, two, for a sermon base to, to think about what did we learn here? What does God want to teach me? And then I get to pause again when we meet together, which has just really been super impactful in my own personal growth. And it's just been great, like, because we're all doing this together, right? You know, you know, the journey of walking with God is hard. Um, marriage is sometimes hard. Um, <laughs> You're telling me. <laughs> um, parenting is hard. You know, extended family is hard. I don't know. Maybe you guys don't have all that, but I definitely have all that in my life. And so um, I, the world is combating me with all kinds of things. But I need to pause and really hear what is God saying. And so that's really what Life Group has been for me. It just makes me pause in my scattered brain and my scattered self. And so anyway, I just think it's really good for everybody to be involved in because we all need that. Wonderful. Thank you. Monday nights, and that is uh, just a... Not too far away, just a few minutes up the road on Miller Hill. And um, a couple of others that I just want to share with you that um, a couple of really cool things... Um, one is Friday night is a marriage group. Um, Tyson and Natalie, who uh, may be at a football um, event this morning, but, uh, but uh, this is an, actually an offshoot of, of Felix and Ella's group that uh, they started talking about marriage issues, and, um, and, and Tyson and Natalie had a passion to launch a marriage group. And uh, so uh, there was a movie a while back. I forget what it was called, but thank you, Fireproof. And uh, so they're using uh, the curriculum from that called uh, the Love Dare, and they're, they're going to be meeting on Friday nights. And one more I'm going to highlight, which is a, kind of a really cool one, um, a car maintenance group. Mario's not up here, but he should be, but uh, that's okay. Yeah, he's waving. Um, so uh, we have, uh, over the course of time, kind of a fan, like little known because we don't broadcast it, but we've been able to... Um, help people with transportation who have automotive needs. 
And so some people in our congregation come with an automotive need, we be able to find a car for them, raise funds, and it all kind of happens under the radar screen. Um, and as that's been happening, um, Mario has a, uh, a passion for cars, um, and uh, he's got a lot of tools, and so we talked about it. how could we maybe eventually get to a place where we could actually get a car, you know, fix it up, and then offer it to someone who needs a car. We're still a few steps away from that, but we're starting um, by just offering, if you would like to learn how to do some basic things with your car, change a spare tire, change your oil, maybe even change your brakes, um, there is going to be a group once a month um, that's just going to go through that on a Saturday morning to just go through the basics of how you do that. And he's going to have his tools out here. And that's going to be sort of the first step to a multi-step process that, Lord willing, um, we'll be able to do something more, uh, more full-fledged than that. So, um, so that's just uh, what we have here. Thank you, guys. Let's give these guys a hand. And um, right here you can see there's, there's, there's two follow-ups as we uh, close this morning. The first is if you have not signed up for one of these groups, and uh, we've got one of these kind of cool codes here that you can flash your, your phone on and, and sign up. Um, but there's a second follow-up, which is that we still have about over two weeks before we start life groups. And so we are actively still putting it out there. If God has put a passion on your heart um, and you have a passion to start a group, to do something, um, we want to empower that. We want to equip that. And as a matter of fact, right today after church, we are having a training, a life group leader training that you can come to for an hour, and we're going to fill up your toolbox just with really basic things of here's how to go about leading a life group and then be there to walk alongside that with you. And so I would encourage you and challenge you to look into that as well. So our life groups are, they're, they're you know, one of the things that kind of go on the backbone, probably the most important ministry uh, that takes place in our church, and we're, we're intentionally pulling our focus into this and uh, looking forward to see um, how they play out in this, uh, in this semester ahead. And so thank you to everyone, um, and why don't we just uh, pray. Lord, thank you so